Welcome to the Hour of Glory broadcast with Reverend Jonathan Ekuban, Senior Pastor, Springs of Life Chapel International. It's our prayer that you receive the heavenly touch that you so much desire as you listen to the message today. Now, here is Reverend Jonathan Ekuban. You make my life so beautiful. I'm continuing my series on how to become a strong Christian. Are you becoming stronger? In order to become strong, there are things you must do and things you must not do. There are things you must eat and things you must not eat. How to become a steadfast Christian. That means that how to remain on track. How not to deviate. Sometimes you can start something, but you deviate. And it's important not to deviate. In examinations, the reason why people fail examinations is because sometimes as they, they start trying to answer the question and they can deviate sometimes they say oh he failed because he deviated he moved off the path which he was supposed to have written and so it's very important that we do not deviate so in first corinthians chapter 15 verse number 58 paul said something that be ye steadfast and movable that means that you can be moved always abounding in the work of the lord for as much as you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Somebody quoted this in God. He said, Omashi, O Logo. Be steadfast and unmovable. Always, not sometimes. Some people start doing good, but along the line, they stop doing good. Some people start serving the Lord. Along the line, they stop serving God. But Paul said something that in Acts chapter 20, verse 24, he said, But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Paul had a course and he said that I might finish my course. Along the line also he said, I have kept the faith. I have finished my course. I have run my race. May you run your race. And when you run your race, may you keep the faith. Amen. In Colossians 1.23, the Bible says that if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, I am made a minister. If you continue in the faith and be not moved away, that's what I mean, be not moved away. It means that you can be moved away from the hope of the gospel. You can become disillusioned. There are people, they get married and they get disillusioned. So is that all about marriage? They go to school, they get disillusioned. They get into a job, they are disillusioned, they are confused. And they say, I don't want to continue in this. But you've got to continue. So the first point we learned about how to be a steady Christian is not to be moved by offenses and afflictions. Now, Jesus said in Matthew 18, 7 to 10 that offenses will come. Yeah, offenses were. He said, it must needs be that offenses come. It must needs be. That means that somebody will do something that you do not like. Amen. Sometimes even the way somebody will serve you something, the way he will greet you, the way he will work with you, it must needs be that offenses come. Hallelujah. But then he shows us when offenses come, what you should do, that you should go and see your brother when you get to the verse number 8 onwards. And some other version says that if your brother offend you, go to him and talk to him. If he doesn't listen, go and talk to two or three people and then to the church. Is that right? So there is a procedure 
whereby you go through when offenses come. Remember that no matter the relationship, offenses will come. There's a saying that we've been worrying the town for. But sometimes you find that people get married and they fight. Have you heard of people who have fought in marriages before? Yeah, because along the line, offenses came and they got angry with each other and then they started acting or reacting negatively towards each other. So offenses will come. And we learned the fact that even in church, people get offended. Why? This person saw me. He didn't greet me. He didn't smile to me. I was not visited. When I wasn't well, they didn't call me. I was going through a situation and they didn't mind me. Maybe nobody knew the depth of the situation. And you have not communicated. Amen? So it is very easy in life to be offended. But you have to learn to overcome the offense. Because you see, anytime that you get offended, you get angry. And if you don't deal with offense, it leads to the next thing. That means you become bitter. So every offense undealt with leads to bitterness. And that's the second one. Don't move away from God because of bitterness. Sometimes people move away from God. They move away from your friends. They move away from the church because of bitterness. They are bitter. Now, bitterness is an advanced and developed form of offenses. When you become bitter, it means it's a deep-seated, long-standing, complicated offense. When people are bitter. Now, anytime you are bitter, you get poisoned and you poison others. When people are bitter, when they are angry and they do not deal with the anger, it develops onto bitterness and it begins to eat themselves up. So when you are bitter with somebody, the moment you see the person, you frown your face. You are happy, you are doing everything okay. The moment you meet the person, then you miss a heartbeat. One of the signs to show that you are forgiving people or you are freeing your heart is after they've offended you, when you see them, you do not miss a heartbeat. If people say that, oh, I forgive him, I forgive him, but you see the person and you miss a heartbeat and something, a, a cause strikes in you, an unhappy cause strikes in you, it means that you have not forgiven the person. It means that you have not let go of the situation. This is just a, a common thing just to use to check it up. And you wish the person good and when something bad happens to the person, are you happy about it or not? It shows that the bitterness is still there. Hello? And anytime that people are bitter, bitterness leads to cutting yourself away. You see, the moment somebody offends you, the, what you have to do is learn to heal yourself. When you don't get healed and you become bitter, you'll be cut off from the person. So if you're in this church, listen to me, whether you like it or not, somebody will offend you. Maybe even including the pastor. You don't like a pastor who likes jumping so much. Why is it we come to church and it's like we're always doing aerobics? Heal somebody, touch somebody. What is it? Say, I like to sing my hymns. I like things to be cool. Why? Why is a pastor always jumping like that? Why is he, you know? And you can easily get offended. Meanwhile, there are a lot of good things you can gain in the church. Are you getting me? Sometimes you could even hear something which may not be true, but just for what you heard, which didn't even relate to you you get offended and then you get bitter. So when you get offended and you get bitter and you don't deal with it, you'll be cut off. That's the reason why you find people, they get into a church or they are there for a while, you know, and then they leave. They work in a place, they leave. They are, they are friends with somebody and just a few things happen. Listen, 
every strong and long-lasting relationship, people go through offenses. If you see somebody who has a friend, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, they've gone through things. Amen? They've gone through things. But they have learned to forgive each other. And if we are going to be strong Christians, we have to learn to forgive. In fact, you have to learn to forgive even before the person comes to say, I'm sorry. And when you too, your brother comes and say, you have offended me. Be humble enough to say, I'm sorry. Even if you were not wrong. At least the fact that your brother says, this thing that happened, I'm not there. Explain to the person, but say, I didn't mean to do it. So if you felt so, that I'm sorry. Are you getting me? And when you are told, I'm sorry, be a Christian. Tell somebody, be a Christian. Man, share something time. The fantasies have been saying, Fache, let it go. You see, and you forgive, not for the sake of the person, but for your own sake. Take note of this from today. You do not forgive for the sake of the one who offended you, but for your own sake. For your own healing. For your own strength. So you find people, there are ladies who never had successful marriages. You know why? Because their first boyfriend offended them. Then they move on to the second one. Then they move on to the third one. So the number four, who is a, supposed to be a good person, all the three people who did something bad to her, they bunch all the evil things and say, men are like this. So he's like that. They superimpose the wrong thing over that good person. So there are people who cannot even receive love. There are people who cannot receive love because they have been offended. Am I preaching here? So we have to learn to forgive. This is Reverend Jonathan Ekuban. We'll be right back. Keep listening. The good book declares in Revelation chapter 1 verse 3, Blessed is he that readeth, and he that heareth the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Saturday, 8th October 2016 at 4 p.m. sharp, the city of Accra will come to a standstill as the faithful gather together to outdoor a transgenerational life changer. A special book authored by Reverend Jonathan Ekuban, founder and general of seer of the Springs of Life Chapel International, titled How to Step into Your new season. Venue, Springs of Life Chapel International, Zoe Temple, Bachona Dogono, off the Spinctus Road at the Bachona Ecobank Junction. Remember, it's Saturday, 8th October, 2016 at 4 p.m. sharp. For more details, visit www.jonathanecuban.org or call 0244-438-300 to reserve your seat. Join the launch, support a worthy course, and be part of the refreshing new season of greatness. God bless Lift your hands wherever you are tonight. We'll lift your name higher. Say higher, say. Welcome back. Stay tuned. Hebrews 12 15 says that looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. Is there anybody who has offended you? Go to the person. This is the way I felt. Don't go and say, you, you did this, this, and say, when you said it, this is the way I felt. Amen? Take responsibility for your feeling. 
And then when you take responsibility for your feeling, you create room for reconciliation, for forgiveness and reconciliation. But when you go and attack, oftentimes when you go and attack, then the person now also wants to put on defensive mechanism. And some people's defensive mechanism is also attack. So it's attack for attack, fire for fire. It will be Oja. Number three, do not be moved by a change in your circumstances. It's very important. To be a steady Christian, do not be moved. Now in Acts chapter 2 verse number 25, the Bible says, for David speaks concerning him. I foresaw the Lord always before my face. For he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Because the Lord is at your right hand, you shall not be moved. Do it in New King James for me. For David said, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. For he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Hallelujah. Because the Lord is at your right hand, you will not be moved and you will not be shaken. That is why we sang the song, God is fighting for us. Today, God is fighting for you. God is with you. God is on your side. In Matthew chapter 28 verse 20, he said, Lo, I am with you eh? always. Wherever you pass, God says, I am with you. And because you know God is with you, if you know a strong guy is with you, you are not, you are not afraid of anybody coming to fight you. The blow man is with you. God is a blow man. God will deal with every enemy of yours. The Bible says he will rise up against those who rise up against you and he will fight against those who fight against you. Can I have an amen? In fact, when you read Romans chapter 8 verse 31 to 37, he says, what then shall we say to these things? If God, let's read together, if God be for us, who can be against us? Wow. Listen, you and God, you form a winning team. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? How many of us that when you are left with your last carol, you want to give it out? Your last one city, your last dress, your last panties, your last pair of socks. Say, so oh, you tell the person, Charlie, this is the only one I have. But God gave us his one and only Jesus. If God gave us Jesus, his one and only son at that time, then he would in addition to Jesus, if he could give you Jesus, if somebody can give you his one and only, then any other thing he can give to you. So if God gave you Jesus, he will give you a pair of shoes. He will give you a husband. He will give you children. He will give you good jobs. He will give you favor. He will give you peace. He will give you promotion. He will give you honor. He will turn your story around and let you leap like a calf let out of the stall. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's continue to read the scripture. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. You are justified by God. Men may accuse you, but God will speak for you. I said men may accuse you. see, a lot of times, you'll be walking around and people have judged you. People have said so many things, but God will vindicate you. This week, may God vindicate you. This week, may God speak for you. If there are even things that your father or your mother has done, or if there are even things that mistakenly you did, may God be merciful to you, and may God speak for you, and may God turn the verdict, every negative verdict, may the Lord neutralize it, and rather let things work together for good on your behalf in Jesus' name. Some of us genuinely might have made some mistakes, 
But God who is merciful, look at Naomi. When anytime I read a story of, I mean, Naomi, Naomi made a mistake uh, and then went to a foreign land, lost her husband, lost her two children. But God who is merciful allowed her daughter-in-law to be able to marry the richest man of the place. She got a grandchild uh, and out of the line of this grandchild, the Messiah came. She made a mistake. By the end of the day, God used the mistake. May God use your mistakes to still bring good. You didn't hear me. I said, may God use your mistakes. Even your mistakes. Even your mistakes. That's why the Bible says, all things work together for good to those who love God. If only you love God, even your mistakes, God will turn it out for good. Amen. Amen. 34. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is risen. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also makes intercession for us? Christ is making intercession for you. He's speaking for you. I say he's speaking for you. He's speaking for you. When the devil wants you to be condemned, the devil doesn't want to get a husband. The devil says that you had three abortions already, so you don't qualify to have children. God says, oh, yes, yeah, she made that mistake, but I'll give her triplets. I'll give her triplets. I will shame you, the devil. You want me to shame my child? You, you want me to forsake my daughter? My daughter made mistakes, but my daughter is still my daughter. My child is still my child. Oh yeah, my child is still my child. I know how, how even naturally speaking, people have love for their children despite the mistakes of their children. When Absalom turned against his own father and he sent Joab and Co, he said, do not kill that child. Do not kill. Even though he's fighting me, do not kill him. If a human being, why do you think he got that kind of compassion for? It is from the Lord. Our Lord is compassionate. And so he will not kill you. He will not destroy you. He's on your side. Amen. 35 and 36. Who shall separate us therefore from the love of Christ? And he says, shall tribulation, that means suffering, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. Do not let nakedness separate. He says, I don't have enough panties. I don't have enough shirt. I don't have enough this thing. And it's because of that, I won't come to church. I won't serve God. No. Listen, we, didn't, we don't come to church to parade ourselves with our clothes. Amen. It's not a catwalk show. What you have, wear it. He says it's the same trousers. What is wrong with wearing the same trousers? The important thing is that you are cladded, you are covered. That's the most important thing. Please, we are not seeing your dress, and especially for the ladies. If you think you are dressing for us, well, sometimes we the men, we don't even see what you wore. I don't remember what you wore last week. And we don't care. What we care is your character. What we care is your, your character. What we care about is the way you talk. What we care about is the way you talk to us. Yeah, that's what we, we care about. You see, when, when you take a man and a woman, they go for a wedding, they, the, the women will describe all the wedding colors and what was happening. We don't see anything. The important thing is that they said the vows, their husband and wife. And maybe the way that, the way that they spoke, the way the girl spoke and all that, that is all we are looking at. So we are looking at your character and we are looking at your response towards us. And God is looking at your response. Yeah. So we do not care. So don't get worried about too many of the outward. That's why you spend too much time. You pray. Do lipstick alone. 30 minutes. Lipstick alone. You are there. Then you do a pencil mark to design the, out, the outer surface. Then you make sure that you are polishing every one of them. You are taking your time. Then you, then you, 
You woke up at dawn. You, you never pray in tongues. You never did anything. Or don't think it's inside you. Cutting wool. You are not filled with the spirit. You are filled with something else. But you have to be filled with the spirit. When you meet the Christian brother, you begin to quote the word of God. Sisters, if you don't know, let me tell you. Guys appreciate women who are spiritual. This is Reverend Jonathan Ekuban. We'll be right back. Keep listening. His name is the good book declares in Revelation chapter 1 verse 3, Blessed is he that readeth, and he that heareth the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Saturday, 8th October 2016 at 4 p.m. sharp, the city of Accra will come to a standstill as the faithful gather together to outdoor a transgenerational life changer. A special book authored by Reverend Jonathan Ekuban, founder and general of Sia of the Springs of Life Chapel International, titled How to Step into your new season. Venue, Springs of Life Chapel International, Zoe Temple, Bachona Dogono, off the Spinktest Road at the Bachona Ecobank Junction. Remember, it's Saturday, 8th October, 2016 at 4 p.m. sharp. For more details, visit www.jonathanecuban.org or call 0244-438-300 to reserve your seat. Join the launch, support a worthy course, and be part of the refreshing new season of greatness. God God bless you. A serious man appreciates a spiritual woman. It is the foolish boys who appreciate sexy girls. You know, foolish girl. Yeah. Foolish people. All he wants to do is to sleep with you. So when a guy says, you look sexy, you dress, you look sexy, it means that you are ready for bed. You are not ready for the altar. But when they say you are a virtuous woman, it means that you are ready for the altar. We want to take you to the altar, not to the bed. You must go to the altar first before the bed. So don't go and wear something and you are wearing something and then, you know, as you are wearing the thing and you are standing there. I'm preaching. And sometimes it's embarrassing to us. And you don't know where to pass your eyes. It's true. So, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, sanctify my eyes. Sanctify my eyes. And then you are disturbing the brothers. And you are wearing something so short. And men are moved by what they see. So as we see your ties, we cannot concentrate on the worship again. You are spoiled the whole worship. You are worn some bare back. Your whole back is showing you. Why? And you, the guys, too. Sometimes you wear, you have gone to wear some like a thing, thing, thing. We don't know who you are. With plenty chase. You, are, you just came from German. Be a Christian. Dress like a Christian. Talk like a Christian. Amen. Don't be seductive. Be spiritual. I said, do not be seductive. 
be what? Spiritual. You'll be respected. Hmm? Don't come, sir. Who shall separate us? Do not let distress separate you. You go through distresses, persecutions. Sometimes, some of you, even if you are coming to church, you go to that church. There are even people who have left this church who will persecute you from, for coming. Hello? There are people who do not like you. When charismatic churches started, they used to call us mushroom churches. You go to those churches that the one man church. When Methodist church started, wasn't it John Wesley? He was he not one man. When Lutheran church started, was he not Lutheran? Why doing it? You're not thinking well. Every first generation, any company, any company that starts, it starts, care for it. It is care for it. You hear the name care for it. It means that care for it is in charge. And he puts things together. When he passes, then the thing will go on and maybe go to the stock market and everything. Then it becomes a generalized thing. You haven't read your Bible well. Every time God calls a man and uses the man to lead a group of people. God called Moses. And if you were the one who was called, wouldn't you be happy? We look and say one man. Don't you work for one man company? Even when it's, it's been distributed on the stock market and people have got shares, there's still an obey behind it. Somebody behind the scenes who determines things. Most of you work for institutions that somebody is a final. He's a determinant of your life. When you, he wants to sack, you say, sack these people. I've changed the whatever structure. Am I preaching? Do not let farming, hunger, take you away from God. Do not negotiate your future because of your present needs. Sometimes the immediate challenge, the immediate hunger, the immediate difficulty will let you compromise, will let you take certain decisions. When you do that, you have become a fornicator. A fornicator is somebody who wants to satisfy a present desire when you have to suspend it. Are you getting me? When you have to hold on, you want to satisfy that desire. And everybody, you get a certain desire at a point in time. But there's always a time. When you go to school, there's time to go to the dining hall. Is that not it? By that time, you are sitting in the room and you're hungry. Do you just take your plate and say, I'm going to your kogari cellar to go and buy your kogari? You, you hold on and you wait. Amen. Oh, what a word. This has been Reverend Jonathan Ekuban who brought you this message. You can call Reverend Jonathan Ekuban on 026-3316-457. That is 026-3316-457. Stay tuned. Same time next week. My hope is We can't end this broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make the greatest decision in your life. That is salvation. If you want to give your life to Jesus, just say this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you as a sinner, lost and condemned to hell. I repent of my sin and ask 
for your forgiveness. I believe with all my heart that you died on the cross and rose up again for my sins. I open my heart to you and receive you as my Lord and personal Savior. Please take control of my life and make me what you want me to be. From today, I am yours and you are mine. Thank you, Father, for this wonderful gift of salvation. Amen. If you pray this prayer sincerely from your heart, then you are a child of God. Find a Bible-believing church and join. Or you can fellowship with us at Springs of Life Chapel International so you can grow up in your faith and fulfill your destiny in Christ. Thank you for listening to the Hour of Glory broadcast. We hope you have been blessed by today's message. We invite you to join us at Springs of Life Chapel International and be part of a great family. Sundays, first service 6.30 to 8.30 a.m. Second service 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. We have our teaching service every Wednesday from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. And prayer and miracle service every Friday from 6.30 p.m. You will find us on the Bachona Dogono Road off the Spintex Road at Bachona Ekobang Junction. You can always call plus 233-244-216-084 or plus 233-262-589-060. Email revjekuban at springsoflifechapel.org. Revjekuban is spelled R-E-V-J-E-K-U-B-A-N. One word. Visit our website springsoflifechapel.org and our Facebook page Springs of Life Chapel. Springs of Life is one word or Jonathan Ekuban. <laughs>